Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. PartnerVest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security. Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing about elsewhere. You can contact us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com and go to our website to hear podcasts of any of our shows and interviews, strategicinvestorradio.com. I'm Charlie Wright. Today is August 7th, 2015. We're very pleased to have with us Rick Rule, President and CEO of Sprott Global Resource Investments. They're headquartered out of Carlsbad, California, but Rick is talking to us from Vancouver, British Columbia. Rick, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Charlie, thanks for the opportunity. I'm looking forward to it. So, Rick, you you, you, you and Sprott Global Resource Investments have spent 25-plus years specializing in natural resource investing. Tell our listeners what it is and why they should care about it. Well, that's accurate. We've, uh, we've been involved in natural resources and precious metals investing for three decades, I should start by saying that the reason that people should be interested in it is because it is highly out of favor. These are cyclical capital-intensive industries. You make money by buying them out of favor. You make more money by selling them when they return to favor. The sort of catchword at Sprott is that in resources, you're either a contrarian or you're a victim. And this is the time to be a contrarian. Uh, No question about that. Uh, So define what natural resource investing is for us here, Rick. Well, it's a truism that everything tangible in the world was either grown, you know, farmed or mined. And so think of every tangible aspect of your life and understand that the foundation of that is natural resources. Mining, forestry, energy, farming, fisheries, the stuff you eat, uh, the stuff that your home was made of, what you use to drive, it's all natural resources. Okay. That's what we do. So, you know, I noticed looking on your website, and by the way, an excellent, excellent website, provides a lot of good uh, information, education, etc. cetera. Uh, there are some words on there that were strange to me. Uh, porphyries, epithermal, with water strand. I mean, I'm an investment advisor, Rick, <laughs> and these aren't uh, titles of ETFs here. Uh, so w- w- what are these things that you guys are investing in where? Are, are, are these international investments? Absolutely. Uh, we certainly invest domestically in the United States because the United States is blessed with a plethora of natural resources. But the truth is that we invest all around the world. You, you, you know, if you're a mining investor, you invest where the mines are. If you're an oil and gas investor, you invest where the oil is. And you brought up a really good point, by the way. Um, people who have any interest in natural resource investing at all would be well served to come to our website because there's over 200 hours of free educational content on the site. 
And so for many people like yourself who are familiar with many aspects of investing but not natural resource investing, we've made the investment in creating 200 hours of educational content that people can access absolutely for free. Uh, well, that is great. And, you know, Yale University and other large institutions have really led the way, and I don't need to tell you, I'm sure, into natural resource investing. And so uh, agriculture and lumber and other such investments uh, are a considerable portion of their investment strategies and their portfolios. So I presume that natural resource investing is bigger today than ever. Well, as a as a percentage of total invested assets in the United States, it's actually shrunk. Really? Uh, which, which is part of its attractiveness. Uh, precious metals themselves have fallen in price, at least in U.S. dollar terms, because of the strength of the U.S. dollar. It's worth noting as a sidebar that gold is in a bull market in almost every currency in the world except the U.S. dollar. But given U.S. dollar strength, gold is soft. Of course, energy prices have fallen, and the prices of most industrial mater- materials have fallen. Really, as a consequence, we believe of not very much by way of economic recovery anywhere in the in, in the world. But as I said, the key to being a successful natural resource investor is to be a contrarian, buy against the cycle. And that's why we believe the sector is so attractive today. Yeah, well, no question about it. Uh, the commodities and all, the, all of these uh, sectors have been uh, have been hit hard. So, how does an investor invest in natural resource? Do, do they buy a bunch of land somewhere? Do you have pooled investments like mutual funds or ETFs? Uh, how do they invest, and then how do they benefit? Now, are these completely liquid, or are, how does it work? The easiest way for most investors to participate in the sector is to buy the exchange-traded funds on the New York Stock Exchange uh, or the trusts on the New York Stock Exchange. I'm talking about American investors. Uh, As an example, rather than buying physical gold, silver, or platinum palladium, there are exchange-traded trusts that hold it for you with much lower transaction costs than buying the physical metals. We ourselves have three such trusts, the Sprott Physical Gold Trust, the Sprott Physical Silver Trust, and the Sprott Physical Platinum and Palladium Trust. Popular with investors because they don't have to schlep down to the coin store, uh, pay a markup, and store it. Also popular because capital gains, if any, are taxed at the capital gains rate rather than the ordinary income tax rate, which you would pay if you bought precious metals directly. The exchange-traded funds have become very popular with investors. Uh, you know, for good reason. Uh, lower fees, very, very high liquidity. But it's worth pointing out in natural resources, at least, that they're so deeply out of favor now that there is one closed-end fund, petroleum and resources on the New York Stock Exchange, which is selling, I think, at a 13% discount to net asset value. So investors might want to take a look at those options, too. Okay. Now, is uh, is Sprott Global Resource, uh, are, uh, how does someone invest through you guys? You manage these uh, uh, ETNs, and uh, do you also have clients who invest directly with you, and do you go out and find an investment, or do you have kind of a pool investments for these clients? How, how, what role do you play? The answer to all those questions, Charlie, is yes. 
we have a very specialized broker dealer uh, that would be the same as any other sort of boutique bo- broker dealer, except that we only do deep value investing and natural resource investing. We also offer exchange traded products, which can be bought by our, through ourselves or any other broker dealer in the country. We do, in fact, manage segregated accounts on behalf of investors, and we manage pooled accounts. So the answer to all your questions is yes. I suggest that investors get started with us by going to our website, www.sprotglobal.com, learning something about our offerings, and then if they're interested, contact us so we can learn about them. Uh, you know, investing, as you yourself know so well, is a very specialized activity, and knowing more about the investor gives us a better sense of how our product mix can serve them. Sure, no question about it. So are your investors, uh, your, your clients, are they typically institutions or are they typically private investors? Uh, Sprott manages money for some of the very, very largest institutions in the world, but we also manage money for ordinary, living, breathing Americans. Uh, we try and follow the maxim that small accounts become large accounts if they're treated well over time, and that's served us very well. We have, as an example, uh, a client with us who we come we come to understand now was testing us years ago with a $5,000 account. Today it's a $20 million account. Um, the kind of story we love. Yeah, no question about it, I'm sure. So well, one final question here but before we break here. Uh, Rick, do you actually hold, does the client or the pool investments, do they own the assets, or do you buy and sell these through the futures markets or through derivatives, and can you sell short these things? It really depends on what we're doing on behalf of the client. If we're in the equities business, you know, if we're buying and selling stocks for clients, often they're in accounts that are under the client's control. Yes, of course, you can short resource equities. Shorting, as you know, is a very dangerous activity, but one that can be particularly lucrative. In the pooled accounts that we have, we either hold assets directly, as an example, oil and gas in, uh, uh, interests, or we hold debt or equity instruments issued by mostly public companies. Well, very good. Well, we appreciate that, Rick. Uh, let's hold that right there while we take a short break. Break. We're talking with Rick Rule, President and CEO of Sprott Global Resource Investments. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, and we'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. And now back to Charlie and his guest. Thank you, Paul. We're talking with Rick Rule, President and CEO of Sprott Global Resource Investments, about natural resource investing. So tell us, uh, Rick, what kind of correlation is there in natural resource investing with the usual stocks and bonds and real estate investing? 
It, it turns out that uh, natural resources don't correlate particularly well with general market securities. Certainly, to the extent that the business cycle begins to turn up, demand for natural resources increases. But it would appear that the general equities market is better at presaging a whole range of different types of business climates. So the natural resources sector uh, is generally uh, viewed as a countercyclical or non-correlated investment class. There are those who suggest that it t- correlates better with real estate, but certainly the last two or three years would tend to contradict that. Low interest rates um, generally benefit resource equities, uh, given that it's a fairly capital-intensive business, and also given that the m- more mature companies in the natural resource sector are generally very div- uh, generous dividend payers, and those dividends, of course, are more attractive during periods of low interest rate. But the truth is, in answer to your question, they're pretty uncorrelated to the rest of the, to the uh, the type of uh, financial instruments that you've described. Okay, thank you. And what about political risk? We're, we're talking about uh, alternative energy, forestry, oil and gas, mining. Uh, we're talking about things occurring in Central America, in Africa, different places that really have significant, uh, at least potential, um, political risk. Uh, are, they, are these high-risk investments, or are there more conservative uh, natural resource investments? Charlie, given that you and I, I think, met each other at Freedom Fest, um, I, I think we would have a common knowledge of the fact that political risk is endemic to all industries. But in truth, natural resource assets are generally fixed, which means that government can wreak more havoc with them than they can other industries. So what you describe is particularly true. I would suggest that the biggest risk in natural resource investing is, in fact, political risk. Increasing taxation, increasing royalty, increasing regulation, uh, changing of the ground rules. Uh, and the political risk isn't limited, by the way, to countries that most of us can't pronounce. Pernicious regulation uh, is something that is almost as prevalent in the United States as it is anywhere else in the world. And the number one risk I would suggest to you in natural resource investing is, in fact, political risk. Well, uh, you know, I'm sure we could talk about that for a long time. (laughs) Uh, Are there conservative natural resource investing products? Well, I would suggest that Almost every investor, but particularly investors who are nervous about the government's debasement of our currency, uh, about quantitative easing, I would suggest that all of those investors seriously consider an allocation of certificated gold or physical gold in their portfolio. While it's a volatile investment, it's certainly an investment that has held its value over time. I personally, as an example, don't own gold as a speculator. I own it as an insurance policy against the debasement of my currency or some other form of economic or social problem or chaos. And although it is a very volatile asset class, uh, I consider it really myself as sort of part of the insurance part of my portfolio, good cash, if you will. The other sector in resources which attracts conservative investors, I guess there's two. Um, One would be the infrastructure sector, pipelines, terminals, utilities, companies that have basically oligopolies in the transportation of commodities or the storage of commodities. These companies in the United States are often structured as master limited partnerships. They trade on the New York Stock Exchange. They pay pretty generous dividends. And uh, often, a lot of the the distribution, the dividend to investors, 
is partially tax deferred, meaning that you might pay tax on only half of the income that you receive, the rest of it being treated as return on capital and deducted from the capital balance of the purchase price of the stock. So from a taxation point of view, you pay them less and you pay them later, which is a good thing. Yeah, no question. Uh, Rick, uh, without taking too much time for us here, uh, give us your input. We've got a water shortage in California. Now, with your headquarters in Carlsbad, that's certainly not news to you, and it certainly isn't news to most of our listeners here. Uh, You're in natural resource investing. What advice do you have for our clients in terms of investing and water? Well, certainly for for your readers in the West and Southwest, there are a couple of things you can do. There are two or three stocks which trade publicly that aren't water stocks per se. They're large farming companies, uh, and those companies own large amounts of water rights. They aren't able to beneficiate the water rights right now because of strange legislation, but we would suggest that if the drought continues, the legislative climate in California would change. So that's the first thing that one can consider. Another thing that one could consider would be to buy the water ETFs on the New York Stock Exchange, although ironically, most of the water ETFs only have a peripheral involvement in water. It could be water treatment, water filtration, something like that. The third thing that Californians can do, I've done it myself, uh, is investing, is investing directly in the harvesting and storage of rainwater yourself from your own house. This is something that's going to become increasingly popular, and it's a way that you can, uh, capture some of the benefit from the sparse rainfall production that we have, but it's something that's going to become increasingly popular in the state. I should mention, with regards to the water stocks, by the way, this is an awful quip, they're fairly illiquid, which is not a good thing in the water business. And yes, they have names. Boswell, B-W-E-L, the largest cotton grower in the world and California-based. Limonera, L-M-N-R, I think, uh, a citrus and avocado grower. Uh, also in California, up in Santa Paula, California, and of course Pico, P-I-C-O, uh, which is really a multi, uh, multi-business, small multi-business conglomerate, but with important water assets. So investors should, of course, do their do, do their own due diligence. But you can look at those companies with regards to them being water owners. You know, Rick, thank you very much. We have had dozens and dozens of interviews, and nobody has uh, addressed that topic. So we really appreciate that that input, and, and we know that our listeners will, too. Uh, Rick, we've, we've, we've followed water for 25 years, and it's it's amusing to work two decades to be an overnight success in a business. That's what's happened. <laughs> I'm sure. So tell us... Uh, in regards to uh, y- y- your business and, and the markets that you're in, what keeps you awake at night, Rick? A lot of things. Uh, Probably the most recurring problem that we have is political risk. Change in government legislation, change in royalty rates, change in taxation rates, that type of thing. I'm also one of those who looks back at the um, uh, financial problems that we had in 2008 and wonders, at least to himself, whether or not any of the conditions precedent to that problem were actually ever addressed. I'm not trying to say that I believe that there's going to be another market crash anytime soon, but I wonder about the narrative from that time till today. If $14 trillion in on-balance sheet federal obligations was unserviceable then, as we, so, as we supposed, why would $18 trillion be more serviceable today? 
you get the drift. Yeah, no question, uh, Rick. And you're not the only one asking that, uh, believe me. <laughs> so how can people uh, find Sprott Global Resource Investments? The best way to do it is on the web. We're at www.sprottglobal.com. That's S-P-R-O-T-T-G-L-O-B-A-L.com. Wander around the website, look at the 200 hours of educational material we have, and click on the button that says subscribe. That will get you our blog. Uh, 50,000 people enjoy the best information about natural resources from within and without the Sprout organization three times a week. I guarantee your listeners will get their money's worth because it's absolutely free. Yeah, no question. Thank you very much. So, uh, Rick, before we go, final words for our listeners. Well, uh, you asked me in the email to recommend a book, which is something I love. Okay, please do. Every investor, whether or not they're a natural resource investor, needs to read uh, The Intelligent Investor by Ben Graham. It is the best investment book ever written relative to the effort that's required to read it. It's a simple book. It's well written. The concepts in it are timeless. If you read it and like it, if it's easy for you, if you enjoy it, Move on to Ben Graham's magnum opus, Securities Analysis. Simply, in my opinion, the best book on investment ever written, but not an easy read. Okay. Well, thank you very much for that input. And any final words for our listeners here about natural resource investing here? The way that you make money in markets is to buy low and sell high. Understand that natural resource markets are at a real cyclical low right now. If you have the courage to be a contrarian, it's a great sector. Rick, thank you very much. We really appreciate uh, your input here and your articulateness in uh, describing a uh, sector and area of investing that so few investors really know about and participate in. We've been talking with Rick Rule, President and CEO of Sprott Global Resource Investments, uh, headquartered in Carlsbad, California. And you can contact us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com and go to our website to hear podcasts of any of our shows and interviews, strategicinvestorradio.com. Thank you very much for joining us today. I'm Charlie Wright. We wish you an enjoyable week and productive investing. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science. Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. PartnerVest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security.